Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. Hope you guys are all well on your Sunday morning. On this week's show, then we'll be looking back at yesterday's uh, frustrating 1-1 draw uh, up at Northampton. Joining me to talk about yesterday's game, first up, top right of the screen, first lady of Charlton Live, Sue Gallup, how you doing, Sue? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit mixed feelings, but... Um... Yeah, we'll obviously discuss that during the mm, show. You certainly will. That's the plan. Anyway, and bottom of the screen, there a man who hopefully has finally thawed out after what could only be described as Arctic conditions at um, Sixfield yesterday. That took me by surprise as well. Is uh, Terry Smith? How you doing, Tell? I'm good, mate. I'm glad you said that as well because it took me by surprise. I thought it might just be my age. You know, that, that, uh, why should I be surprised that it's cold in February? Yeah. Well, just February in uh, uh, in Northampton, but uh, yeah, unsur- it was surprisingly freezing. Yeah, it really was, um, especially by the end of the game. Like, yeah, it, 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 I just didn't expect it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was that was tough for us. Right, so, uh, yeah, on today's show, then we'll, we'll hit the goals uh, very shortly uh, from yesterday's draw. We're going to hear, uh, of course, from the Addicts boss, uh, Nathan Jones. We're going to hear from a defender, Macaulay Gillespie, as well, who I caught up with uh, briefly after the game uh, yesterday. Uh, we've got a guest fan lined up later on, Mark Anderson, uh, who I had the pleasure of sitting next to on the train up to Northampton yesterday, along with... Uh, uh, his son Liam and, and and a couple of their mates, Clive was there as well. Um, and Stuart, I think it was. Um, yeah, so uh, Mark's going to join us later on, which I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, All hell let loose. Says it is it still February in Northampton? Well, that's the time difference, obviously. Um, that that Terry's taken into account there. Uh, maybe that's Terry's age as well, actually. Um, but um, yeah, and uh, we want to hear from you guys too. Uh, well, as I said, all hell let loose is in there uh, already. Bob's in there as well in the chat. It says, uh, shame about the result as we were in control for most of the game. I missed the deadline to watch, but still had the great commentary. I hope you enjoyed it. Bob Sam's in there. Uh, all hell let loose is saying, I'm not allowed to go to a, a game again, uh, which is probably fair. Dudley saying they've got to lock me up before Cheltenham on Tuesday. I'm afraid to say I am going. Uh, Chris is in there. Uh, Ray's in there. Murray's in there. Paul's in there. Ian, um, let us know what you made of yesterday's game. Um, let us know your thoughts on the mistake by Harry Eisted. Obviously, a, a big one that has cost us a couple of points, unfortunately, yesterday. But the performance uh, as a whole, what changes you'd like to see ahead of Cheltenham uh, on Tuesday as well? Um, Terry, just before we hear the comms then, um, other than the Arctic conditions that, that took us all by surprise, um, the game, how, how do you sum that one up? Yeah, you, I think you said it in the, in the, in the intro, frustrating, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, there was a time uh, not that long ago where... Had somebody been sat in front of me with a very large head uh, and an extremely larger uh, bobble hat that I couldn't see the game, I'd have been quite relieved. But on, on this occasion and now, it's different, isn't it? And, uh, you know, you, frustrating because we still put performance in. We still look like a side that was uh, was considerably better than we have been. Um, but then, you know, that frailty that we've showed most of the season before Nathan Jones arrived uh, reared its ugly head at, at the worst possible moment. 
and uh, and, and we came away with a point. Um, so, yeah, mixed feelings. You know, happy that uh, we clearly are progressing and the performance uh, and, and the fans that travelled up as well. It was just a, it was a good atmosphere. Uh, it was a fairly decent day other than the, the, the freezing temperatures and, and the end result. Certainly was. Right, let's have a listen back to the goals then uh, from Charlton TV uh, yesterday. Commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Edmunds Green gets to the clearance though, brings it forward for Charlton on the right of centre. Little great ball out to Tanae Watson, ball into the box, taking a deflection, Carnu trying to turn, cleared away again, maybe Tanae Watson can get there once more. Teeing up Anderson, takes the shot, deflected it in! And Charlton have the lead, Karoy Anderson with his second in as many games. And the Addicts are ahead here. Well, it all starts with a wonderful touch from Edmunds Greentail on his left foot, controls it and drives forward out of defence, out to that right-hand side to today, Watson. Ball in the box, wasn't clear properly. Credit to Watson, keeping the move alive, laying off Anderson, who's everything he touches at the moment, turns to goals for Cholton. Edmunds Green making that run forward, finding Watson, who's low cross again. Guthrie had two attempts to try and clear. There was another clearance as well. Watson won the ball back, and Anderson with his left foot this time. Heavy deflection. Guys beyond the goalkeeper. Corey Anderson runs and celebrates again for Cholton away from home. To make break here on the right-hand side. Thomas guiding it back to Eisted, though, before Hondemar can get there. It's a heavy touch from Eisted on his problems here. And a goal out of nothing. And a mistake from Eisted. I think that's a Pere who scored it. I don't believe it, Till. Chol moments away, moments away from going 2-0 up. Alfie May just couldn't get his shot away. They clear forward. Terrell Thomas back to Eisted, who initially made the right decision, taking a touch, but then should have just cleared his lines. Took another touch, completely missed that Hoskins was there. And Northampton, who haven't looked like scoring whatsoever, let's be honest, in the last 20 minutes or so, have been given an absolute gift. Meister took a touch, but then took another touch. Slid in, won the ball for Hoskins, and Aperi had an open goal. And suddenly Charlton will now look for the win. Again. There we go, so that's the highlights of uh, yesterday's game. From Charlton TV, uh, I mean, let's address the elephant in the room, Sue. It was a massive howler from from Harry Eisted, unfortunately. Yeah, it was. But you know what I said after the game? Let's not let's not put too much on him. Like I think Harry's fantastic. I I feel more comfortable with him in goal than Ashley. Um, and yeah, people make mistakes. Unfortunately, that's what's cost us a couple of points. But I think as well, and I've seen it in the chat. Actually, we had plenty of opportunities to to tie that game up earlier on with with a couple of chances that Alfie had. So I think you've got to look at it as, yeah, it was his mistake that led to the goal, but at the same time, we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, really. And I think we need to be a bit kind to him. Let's just get behind him and, and sort of go on to Tuesday and, and hope that he he doesn't his head doesn't go down too much. Because I, I can imagine that Harry's the sort of player that would have gone in after the game and sort of apologised to the lads. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sort of holding too much responsibility on on Harry for that. I mean, I mean, clearly, 
shouldn't have taken the second touch tell. Um, it, it's interesting that obviously we, we've compared our goalkeepers throughout the season because uh, you know by the time Ashley's time was up, it, it was clear that his his confidence was on the floor and he was making a lot of strange decisions. And uh, the the only one of the things I said shortly before the swap over was the only the only thing we do know is before Harry came back into the side recently he'd had one good game for us you know but he had he had four sort of nothing games so he admitted himself and then the, the Shrewsbury won away where he made a string of saves and, and we spoke to him but he also injured himself in, in the process of that he, he admitted himself you know it's the first game he's, he's made saves um so it, it, it almost bears the question that I, are, are we now that we've had a bit of a, a, a larger sample size from Harry are, are we seeing you know do we, do we reflect on that as, as one mistake in one game or are we concerned that both our goalkeepers have got that sort of thing in them this season <laughs> well only they know that I think and look um, I think uh, we've looked defensively better uh, oh, since Nathan Jones has arrived and he's made the changes so um, whether whether it, we'd have still look defensively better with Ashling in goal who knows? You can only guess that. And uh, I think I mentioned last time I was on about this mentality change. And I'm, I'm gonna. This is gonna sound like I'm clutching at straws, uh, and I accept that. But um, I think before when we've had made mistakes at the back, whether it be goalkeeper, whether it be centre halves, whether it be midfield, the defensive midfield, we've put that down to a lack of confidence because of the form we're in, because you know we're not playing, you know, we weren't playing very well, and we're panicking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not sure you can level that for this mistake. I think maybe this was about complacency. We were so comfortable yesterday. I mean, they, they hardly touched us uh, um, offensively. And so he didn't have a huge amount to do, uh, Harry. And I'm, I'm just wondering whether, you know, he, he had to take a touch when the ball came back to him because it was fizzed at him a little bit from Terrell. So he had to take the touch and he took it. Um, clearly didn't look, you know, on his right-hand side to see who was closest. Cause that, uh, but even if he had, the second touch um, was uh, was too heavy, regardless. It, if he could have got away with taking a, a, a very faint second touch he'd have probably got away with that but it was too heavy and, and uh, they pounced on it um and maybe that's just down to the fact that um you know we were so comfortable he thought he had plenty of time because he had up to that point um had all the time in the world it seemed so um i'm clutching at straws a little bit i know but maybe this is about uh, the goalkeeper just um uh, switching off a little bit because we were so uh, relaxed in the game and and sue's right you know when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it you know, and it leads to a goal, then everybody's um, dumping on him, and, and you understand that. But when a, a striker makes a mistake and doesn't score, he gets away with it a bit more. And uh, you know, we should have been three or four nil up by the time uh, that mistake came. Yeah, and uh, Harry, as, as we saw in the highlights video, there he he apologised to the fans at, at full time. Um, I asked Nathan after the game what he said to, to the goalkeeper, and, and we'll hear it in the interview. But he said he absolutely hammered him, which is. Yeah, I guess he probably knew that that was coming uh, there, Sue. Um, the pass back from, from Terrell, seeing a couple of people. So, I mean, uh, Adam said he thought the Terrell Thomas pass back wasn't good. Ironically, his first touch was good from Iced, and then the second one uh, was costly. He also added that we, we know he's not good with his feet. We saw him against Millwall in pre-season doing that. Um I, I don't think the pass back from Terrell was that bad. I, I, I still, I, I think Harry will know overall that it was him to blame for that that mistake, and he'll have to react to it. Chris says uh, you, you can't overreact to a horrendous error like that, but it does happen. Uh, Martin Eisted says I blame the strikers. <laughs> I will say just for clarity now, Martin is definitely not related to, to Harry Eisted. So just just in case anyone's getting carried away seeing that, um, Paul reckons that fans are overreacting to his mistakes. All hell let loose says Harry Eisted's been good for five and a half games. Uh, then one error uh, doesn't make him 
uh, a poor a poor keeper because the most frustrating part of yesterday sue as, as terry said that we didn't really look like we were going to concede a goal yesterday we we were again much more organized at the back i think we were dealing with stuff coming into the area i still i still think like distribution wise certainly Terrell maybe a couple of the others when they got in and made their clearances there was a lot of hoofing and slice clearances rather than keeping possession of the ball but overall certainly looking a bit more organized defensively that 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 was there again yesterday yeah I think we in in that respect we did although we looked comfortable throughout the game we did at those moments look a little bit like panicky so it was almost like let's just lump it up but then I I, I, I can recall sort of they were saying about the wind and actually how how the uh, conditions were affecting the hoofs um as such but I've, yeah it's it's a weird one isn't it because like you say we look comfortable we had more chances to sort of finish that game off and then we've only ended up with a point and it's it's a bit I guess that's probably why so much of the focus is on what Harry what Harry did because like Terry's just said, we should have been three or four nil up before it even got to that point. So again, I, I'm trying to look at it like right, it's another point. It's another point. Let's let it go. Let's focus on Tuesday. Take the positives from it. Um yeah, we played well, but we should have we should have scored more. That's what it comes down to, isn't it? Mm, uh, yeah, Chris Davin says, got mixed feelings. Not to be too patronising. No, I am patronising. It's Northampton Town. These are the kind of games that make you realise how far we've fallen. Yeah, and every season in, in League One is a, is a good reminder of how far we've uh, uh, we've fallen. Andrew says, I feel a bit glass half full after that result. Plenty of positives against the team who are decent at home. Uh, one mistake and two points gone. It's still uh, another point on the board. I mean, it started so well. Murray, Murray's asking if, if, we, if we scored too early. But, I mean, obviously we did score early, tell. Um, your your big fans, Elsie and Grace, are watching you on Charlton Live, by the way, apparently, Lee says. Um, but um, we, we scored early, another goal for Karoy. When, when, when you get a goal at that point in the game, you think, right, here we go, we, we, we're going to go on steamroller this lot. And um, yeah, it, it was the perfect start. And, and again, for Karoy, another, you know, took a couple of deflections, but it's another midfielder arriving in, in the penalty box, making himself a little bit of space and, and, and finishing. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> I think the conditions did play a part in that, by the way. I think um, it was especially... If you notice in the first half, um, if you remember, I should say, the um, the Northampton clearances were doing exactly the same thing as, as what we ended up doing in the second half. They were only going so far because there was that crosswind which made it even colder, um, especially at pitch level. Uh, uh, that was really difficult to judge because it was um, it wasn't constant. It was uh, it was uh, blustery is the word I guess, and so it was a very difficult um, diff- conditions to play. In. Not to say that you know they're professional footballers; they should be able to handle that sort of stuff, but. Um, they found it difficult in the first half. We found it less difficult, I think, in the second half. Uh, but it certainly contributed to um, uh, having a game that was difficult to judge. You, you saw passes going too long from both sides because, you know, when you expected the win to take it, it didn't. And, and when you weren't expecting the win to take it, it did. So um, I think that played its part. But that being said, um, I think, uh, you know, the... The, the, the side almost certainly be looking back uh, when the, in the travel back and today, and when they look uh, when they analyse it, you know it's a game we should have won comfortably. We know that, and and but I think again I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to clutch at uh, the positivity in that um, you know we're in a position now where we're upset with a point, 
uh, and that's good. <laughs> it's a good thing, isn't it? it you know, we, we know we should have won it. We, um, all right, it, it doesn't help the position we're in because we're at the wrong end, and I get that. But uh, we're now, you know, analysing a game that we know we should have won, uh, and that hasn't happened a lot. And so uh, I'm I'm holding that as a positive. Yeah, that's what Jay says. Uh, something similar it says first time in ages I've watched a game we've controlled and not felt nervous uh, that we were going to concede, and then I stood. Had a blonde moment. He 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 put it as um, yeah. Paul said the same. I was feeling uh, there was no way we're going to concede. We're we're, we're comfortable, um, and, and that's certainly how it felt um, for for us yesterday. Should have been more comfortable, Sue. I mean, with, with the chances we had, you would have fancied Alfie on another day, particularly the header, because I think quite close range. He was unlucky with the one that came off the post. Arguably, um, there, there was a moment shortly, like literally thirty seconds before their goal, where we did something very similar. We won the ball inside their penalty area, um, and, and uh, May just took a little bit too long to to get the shot off. There was a couple of other chances. I think um, there was uh, just after the ball hit the post. I think when Tanai had his shot, I think that's when Nathan is suggesting that maybe he should have squared it for uh, Freddie Ladapo as well, rather than skewing his shot wide so th- there were moments where we could have killed it off and, and that's arguably sort of been us at times this season where we- we've been in good positions and either haven't haven't killed games off or because of that it's been so tight we've made a mistake and that, that is something that has happened all this season yeah it's not different for us is it and I think um I don't know like we've we've talked the last sort of few weeks about Alfie and has he gone a little bit off the boil? I know he scored the penalty the other night, but actually from open play, um, where where is his head at in terms of confidence and stuff? Because that's someone that you would probably put your house on scoring at least one of those chances. Um, and I think yeah, it's 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 hard to know what's what's going on for Alfie in that respect because he's someone that that has. Well, with 21 goals in a season that has just not been great, that's not a bad return. But at the same time, then you're looking at those opportunities yesterday. And I'm not putting it all on Alfie because obviously other people had opportunities. But someone like Alfie, you just have that expectation or that he's just going to finish those 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 off and, and get us the three points. But... I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, obviously, he gave him, uh, Nathan gave him a bit of a, a break and he's come back in and you wouldn't you wouldn't be against Alfie coming back in. But again, I have to sort of wonder what might be going on for him, for him to have not be the play that we've, be, like, sort of come to rely on. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, Ray, Ray says it was a good performance. Shame about the howler from Eisted, but we should have been out of sight by then. Play like that and we will win a lot of games between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with Alfie. Like, um, I remember him saying more than, more than once that he, he knows he goes through spurts of goal scoring and, and obviously he's massively on a dry patch at the moment. Um, I wonder if just a, a game at Cheltenham might help him on, on Tuesday, just going back to... You know, somewhere where he'll be, he'll be eager to put in a good performance against his former side. Uh, Murray said he's pleased that, that Nathan Jones is holding players accountable for the errors, and that's also he says creating a, a better team spirit. I mean, with with, with the, the the lack of Chooks and Ek on the bench yesterday, that was one of my fears before kickoff. I, I, when I did the it's cool all cobblers to me pod on uh, during the midweeks or looking ahead to the game, I mentioned about how. The fact that we have Chucks on the bench and can bring him on means that we become a threat for 90 minutes. Um, and, and it just gives opposition something to think about in those closing stages of the game. And obviously, 
the fact that we we conceded and then we're under a bit of pressure actually for a little while they their, their tails were up the fact that we couldn't bring on Chuck to alleviate that and to give Northampton something else to think about obviously played a part in those those closing stages as well tell I'm not sure it would have made a, a huge amount of difference if I'm honest with Chucks um, yesterday because uh, you know any team when they're given a gift uh, for out of nothing and they've been uh, fairly average or, or worse for most of the game are going to get a lift. I mean, they had a brief lift when they made the subs and we counted that comfortably um, and uh, and then looked a threat again. We give them the goal and they, you know, they're on their, uh, they've got their tails up for five or ten minutes and, and it's amazing when you listen to the, the, the Northampton fans and then the, 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 uh, their commentators themselves afterwards uh, suddenly thought they were the best team in the world for ten minutes and they should have beat us, etc. So, it's weird how some fans and, and commentators, uh, you know, use that 10-minute spell to try and justify the, the, the previous 85 or whatever it was. Um, with Alfie, you know, all strikers go through it. And, and again, I'm not trying to um, gloss over what is is obviously uh, um, not not acceptable. You know, he should be scoring goals, of course. We know that he's a striker uh, and that's what he's paid to do. But, um, you know, all, all the stri- best strikers in the world or any striker in the world will go through phases where things just don't seem to happen. You know, you, you, you're in the, you think you're getting in the same positions and... Um, and maybe there's a there's a mindset where you you rush shots rather than take your time because you're des- so desperate to score. Um, that's uh, that's human nature, I guess. I, he'll score again. You know, he's 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 uh, he's a talent. Uh, he wouldn't have just won that player of the year trophy if he wasn't, and he wouldn't be scoring the goals he scores if he wasn't. So, I think the fact that um, we haven't got that natural width anymore has affected um, uh, Alfie May because. You know, I wouldn't say a lot of his goals, but you know, when you're getting wide and you're getting balls into the box, and he can sniff around and uh, uh, create the opportunities are created for him, if you like, then um, he's going to score goals. I think at the moment, the way we're playing, he's got to create those opportunities almost by himself, uh, and that I think might take a bit of getting used to. And he, I think he's still working really hard. Uh, and him and Daniel Carner up top yesterday were putting a real shift in, and that contributed to the fact that uh, we were in the ascendancy for most of the game. So, you know, yes, the goals aren't coming from him personally, but you know, I, I'm also of the mindset having having played up top uh, for a while in my in, in my rubbish career. Um, I always felt it was a bit unfair that uh, you know you pin all your hopes on one person to score. I don't know, twenty, thirty goals a season, whatever it is, where you have got uh, ten other players out on the pitch. Well, what's their responsibility? <laughs> you know, everybody's responsible. It's not just it's not just a bloke up top. So, you know, do you then blame um, you know Crying single one? Could you got three? Uh, Fred Adapo in the middle uh, near the end got the ball cut, uh, caught up in his feet that's not his fault but um, do you blame him because he didn't convert that do you, do you blame Dobbo for not shooting um, when uh, when you know he had the opportunity to do so and then chose not to and that was probably conditions as well because the wind might have just gusted up and he probably thought well this is going you know, like miles over if I hit it so lots of uh, there are lots of reasons why we don't score goals and it isn't just because Alfie May's not quite firing at the minute yeah, I mean, uh, Jay says, no worries on Alfie's form. He had a barren spell in the first five games, but the effort and positional sense uh, was still there. And, uh, and Dean says, I met Dean on the train yesterday. Alfie was fantastic yesterday, chasing things down, uh, encouraging Carney to get up his game. It's not just uh, about goals. Aaron says, uh, we need our strikers to hit some form. Alfie has had some good chances yesterday. We aren't going to create many uh, with this team. Sam says, uh, I think May, uh, we've got to remember Appleton played him out of position for a number of games and we haven't played to the best of his uh, ability. I mean, Robert's asking, what does Ladapo offer? Um, Adam says he was poor when he came on. He offered nothing. Um, so, what, what, did, what have you seen of Freddie? He, he had that goal against Lincoln, didn't he? Then I, I, I thought he played well up at Bolton, where there was a lot of harrying to be doing, and he was doing that. But 
he does feel like he's reverted a little bit to the the Freddie Ladapo that that first turned up over the last couple of games. Yeah, I mean he does. He's got that energy. He does chase things down quite a lot. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just taking him a little bit, bit more time to settle. Um, again, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Because like you come in, um, and not long after you get another manager being sacked and it must it, again I know they're professionals they should be used to these sorts of things but it must be quite unsettling and then again you, I can't try and remember how many games that he's actually started and played the full 90 I don't I don't think there's any I'm trying to remember now but I guess fitness the, the, we are sort of rotating quite a bit with our forwards, well, with the team, because Nathan's making a lot of changes from game to game, I guess, based on what, what's happening in training and how tired players are. I still feel, like, confident with, with Freddie because we all know what he's capable of. Um, I think, again, it's just trying to play to his strengths and, I guess... I'm not sure what the situation is with with contracts and stuff, but if we see him in a Charlton shirt next season, having a good pre-season um, is going to be vital um, for mm. Freddie because mm. again he hasn't had that game time, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah. So, so I think I think he's still got more time on his contract with Ipswich, um, from what I understand. But it, it was it weird, it's a weird one that wasn't exactly very clear when we asked about it. I think there's some sort of like bonus in his contract if Ipswich go up which is why he's not not massively willing to, to give up that contract yet but yeah we'll see if I mean I personally based on what I've seen so far I wouldn't be that desperate to sign him next season um uh, from from what I, yeah from from what we've seen so far um Aaron says just quickly on on Tanae Watson not, not that it matters what the opposition think but I think Northampton fans were sat amongst us uh, who he was sat amongst Aaron yesterday was saying he's our best player uh, and they needed to work on the opposite wing He's had he's had a, f- a few better games, uh, Tene Watson. I think I think that's fair to say. And bear in mind, this is while carrying a, a, an injury as well, Tell. So, yeah, another one where uh, one of the things you can pinpoint under Nathan Jones is that there there are three or four players, individuals that look better under him. Which you know, obviously Lloyd Jones, I think, is one of those that, that that's clearly improved um, under him as well. That 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 is a good sign. Yeah, I think um, the teams look better, and and Tanae Watson is, is is one of those players in that team that, that is is exactly that. And you know, if you'd have asked fans uh, six or seven games ago um, who, who they'd never want to see in a Charlton shirt again, they might have been in that list. You know what I mean? And and which I thought was unfair then, but um, more so now. Tanae's been been outstanding, and uh, Thierry Small as well on the other side. We we, we look balanced. Um, he looks a threat going forward, and and he probably didn't have his best game yesterday either because and again I think it's down to the conditions. You know, he's getting into positions, but. Um, you know, there was unsure, unsure about how to cross it after that. Today, Watson, I think, is, is a very good player. Uh, and he's proved that over the last few weeks, uh, for sure. Um, I think, <clears throat> regarding um, Freddie Ladapo, I think it's a tough one because we all have seen how good he is against us. So we know we know what talent there is there. He um, hasn't quite hit the same height since he's been playing for us. There's flashes of it, for sure. Um, is, if, is that down to confidence? Is that down to fitness? <clears throat> Um, only really Nathan Jones will know. He's, he's talked. He spoke to you last week. Uh, I think me as well about um, cutting the uh, cutting the squad. He says it's too big. It's difficult to work with when it's this size. And <clears throat> whether that means just cutting numbers or 
completely culling and starting again is, is going to be an interesting one to look at uh, at the end of this season. I think um, obviously we've just got to get this season out of the way and make sure we, uh, we're still in it in the division and, uh, and, and flying. And then it's going to be really interesting off-season uh, if, uh, if he's given the, uh, the money and the, the time to <coughs> change his choice, excuse me, then um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting summer. Whether players like Freddie will survive that, it's going to be uh, uh, interesting to see. I mean, if again, if we're being realistic, I mean, let's not forget we are, what are we, 19th or something in League One? So even if we've seen improvements in some of the players over the last few weeks, I think it has to be a massive overhaul because the squad clearly, even even with improvement, has won one game in however many. <laughs> like one, well, Even under Nathan, we've only won one game under Nathan. I think getting, getting better performances out of this squad is a good sign, but I still think there's clearly players in this squad who, if you are serious about actually trying to go for promotion next season, wouldn't be anywhere near us. You know, like, if if we want to talk about certain players, like, you know, I said I, I said people like Terrell, who've clearly improved under Nathan over or over the last few weeks, but you still uh, pointed out those slice clearances. There are quite a lot of those yesterday. They're, they're the sort of thing you have in a squad that's going for promotion. So, Take the positives that Nathan's got got a bit of a tune out of some of them, but still we've got to be realistic about. I don't I don't think the squad's anywhere near promotion levels or without a massive overhaul. So that's what I think will have to happen uh, in the summer. Well, let's hear from from the addicts, boss, shall we? I spoke to um, spoke to Nathan Jones after yesterday's game. Uh, these are his thoughts on the one-one draw with Northampton Town. Nathan, one all draw here at Northampton. What's your overall views? I'm I'm, I'm really my. my... My initial reaction is pure disappointment because we didn't deserve to draw that game. Second half, we, we controlled the game, we dominated. We had real good situations, chances to have to have put the game to bed and we didn't. Um, and then it's a big error that, that has, has gifted those a point and, and that's a disappointing thing. Overall, the level of performance, how we went about it, how we grafted, I'm really, really proud of them. Like, I really am. Showed we're a very difficult side to beat when we you know, when we go after teams and, and, and then we can grind grind the team down and then we come into our own then we started playing some really nice football I'm just disappointed we've drawn it yeah I mean the way you were defending it didn't feel like they were they were going to score today nah, look really, only a gift was going to give him a goal today I felt second half that's not being disrespectful that's just reiterating how well we defended how well we how organised we were and, and I thought we were, we were you know we were in total control it just took a, and right before you know they had they, that chance we had a glorious chance to have to have put the game to bed and didn't do it that end, then create a big, big, big error, and I, I, that was the only way they were going to score today. So Harry apologising to the fans after the game. What do you say to him after a mistake like that? I've hammered him, uh, and that's I should, probably shouldn't have. But you know what, what, was, what was said in there will stay in there. But I, I've, I'm disappointed with him because he's he's a real good keeper. He's been brilliant all afternoon. He's been brilliant since I've come back in, and just allowed that to happen. And look, sometimes your emotion gets the better of you. He won't do that again. He's never made an error like that for me. And since I've known him, like, so, look, he'll, he'll, he, he got an earful, but, you know, we'll move on from that. He's expected to bounce back as well. Oh, he will bounce back. He's a great kid. We, I love him, like, you know, I spoke to him in there, but, but, you know, we're in a, we're in, in, in a situation where we've, we've got to be professional in everything we do and we've got to, got to see games out and we've got to, you know, when we're on top, we've got to put teams to bed and if we don't, then we keep clean sheets and win the game anyway, but, we, we, we didn't quite do that today. Obviously, the, the result, not the one you wanted, but the overall performance, you must have been pleased absolutely, with. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what you've got to look at. You know, over, you know we, I'd have probably settled for playing poorly today and, and winning because the points are vital. But, you know, over the last, forget the Reading game, you know, since then, we've since since that game, we've had five games where, 
you know, I think we've been very, very good in terms of in terms of everything. It's just a shame that we haven't um, won the game today. And Caroy's side to add goals to his game now, second one in a week. Well, good look. We, we encourage him. We, you know, he got good energy. He's always in and around things, um, and showed a bit of composure. And, and, and you know, it was probably our first first. Uh, sort of attack and I think if we'd showed a little bit more quality first half we'd have, we'd have created more we, we did show more quality second half and, and, and created far more You had to take a today off again today say down before he came off is that, is that the same injury? Yeah look he's going through and he stiffens up so we know we're going to get 70 off him and then we, we, we need to see from there Like that's where we put you know, uh, Nathan and Simway on the, on the bench because we knew that we might need him later on How much of a, a boost was it to have Michael Hector back in the squad? Well yeah when it's always good to have our good players back and Michael's a very good player uh, No Chugs today is that just managing his minutes? Well, no. Look, he, he felt his calf was stiff after after Tuesday night and and things, so it's no point risking him. We, you know, we want him ready for Tuesday. Yeah, because I saw he travel, so it's not something that's going to keep him out. No, 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 no. Looking ahead to Tuesday because it's absolutely freezing and we want to get out yeah. of here. I mean, five unbeaten—that's not a bad place to be going into a big game like Tuesday. No, look, it's not. A, we're not in a bad place in any way, shape, or form. It's just it would have been would have been wonderful if we'd had two more points. It would have pushed us up the league. It would have given us a, a bit more of a buffer, and it would have been we'd have had what we deserved. And it's, it's a huge game, obviously a six-pointer. Is it, are these the sort of environment that you thrive in games like that? Well, we've got to, but it's not just what I thrive in. It's what the whole club and the players have to thrive in as well. You know, we're, we're looking forward to every game now because we're in, in a level of performance where we're we do, we're doing very very well. So we've got to keep that momentum going, keep picking up points, and then you know get ourselves get ourselves away from from the uh, danger zone. There's a four there's a four point gap above Cheltenham. Do you ever go into a game thinking a point would be a good a good no. point to keep them at arms? No, no. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts, I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich, it has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just for the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss 
Uh, Nathan Jones following yesterday's one-one draw up at up at Northampton Town. Um, yeah, obviously it was freezing. It was really cold yesterday, so we we uh, uh, you could you could tell he was uh, he, he was struggling with, with with the temperature there. So um, the way he talks publicly about his players when they've made a mistake is that is that interesting. Some managers do, some managers don't. It's a different style of man management, and and obviously Nathan spoke about how he's hammered uh, Harry in, in 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 the dressing room there, but also obviously did say he likes him as a player and he expects him to bounce back but is that just the sort of character we're, we're going to get to understand from from Nathan yeah I think he's, he's very direct he's very honest um obviously he, he sort of said he's not going to share what exactly he said but so you do you keep that in the dressing room but I think you as a fan, you want that level of honesty, don't you? You don't want someone to then start fluffing it up and sort of ignoring the fact that there was this horrendous sort of howler. So I think anyone, if if you have someone then that kind of tries to defend that or ignore that mistake, you lose respect for that, that manager, don't you? Because you think, like, that's effectively cost us two points, so why are you just skirting over it? So... I think as well, um, we need that. We need to have that sort of manager that, yeah, you don't want players being publicly hammered, but he hasn't hammered him. He's just pointed out the obvious. Um, it, the hammering has been done behind closed doors, which is the absolutely right thing to do. So um, I don't have an issue with that. And I think, again, it's he's that sort of person that, will know how to pick Harry up after that. I mean, I think Harry's probably perfectly capable of picking himself up. And Nathan knows him because obviously he played under him at Luton. So he knows how to look after him and, and get the best out of him. But it's, yeah, it's it's interesting in what we've been used to previously. I I I do prefer the more direct, honest manager because he's it's, it's only saying what everyone else is thinking and he at, at the end of the day as a fan that's what you want to hear yeah john says that there's nothing wrong uh with a bit of uh honesty uh norman says it's great that nathan hammered i stood for the error it sends a message to the rest of the team that he won't ex- uh, ex- accept uh those type uh of mistakes um yeah chris says holden would have put his arm around him uh jones put his, his uh, hand around his throat <laughs> um yeah um right um T- terry uh all hell let loose is asking if you're re- if you'd expect a reaction from harry on tuesday night so i get when, when something like that happens obviously you, you sort of sink or swim really don't you um so i, I was uh, i bumped into callum who was who was our guest fan a few weeks ago and we were talking about apparently harry i can't i can't really remember this made made a similar mistake earlier on this season and we got away with it maybe at Shrewsbury, he said, maybe kicked it against a striker or something. People might have a better memory of me than me on on that mistake. But it's how it's, it, it will be how you react to it. Now, I'll be shocked if he's dropped. Uh, I'll be amazed if he's dropped. Uh, mm. I, I think um, two points here. I mean, that we almost got away with it yesterday as well because Harry made the mistake, made the heavy touch, and then dived at the feet of the player, and it sort of squirted the, the wrong way. If you like, it could have gone anywhere, and it went straight to a pair. Of, uh, to, to slide it home, it could have gone absolutely anywhere. So we almost got away with it. But um, going back to, to Nathan, and I, I think Harry Eistel will be fine, by the way. I think um, goalkeepers um, have to be barking mad to be a goalkeeper in the first place. And so I think their resilience is probably slightly higher on the scale than, than most players. 
in terms of uh, my, my, I wouldn't say they're used to it, but I think it, it's part of the territory, if you like. With Nathan Jones, I think um, I everybody likes his honesty. I think it's it's, it's clear to see, and I think um, I've uh, I've always preferred the environment where uh, it, when I played, you know, even whether it be a manager or another player, or a captain or somebody of, uh, who's who's a, a senior professional, if they um, if they give you an absolute rollicking on the pitch. You got and because you've made a mistake, you've got to own that. You've got to expect it, uh, deal with it. Um, the best ones are the ones that uh, that then uh, you know. The same about Dean Oldham would have put his arm around him. I think Nathan Jones would still have put his arm around Harry Isted, but you give him a rollicking first. You you know you you lay down the law. You make him uh, clear that he can't do that again, um, uh, and uh, and and absolutely rip him a new one. But then you put your arm around. Him. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's the, the probably the difference between Nathan Jones and, and, uh, and a few others is that it's uh, quite capable of, uh, of of ripping you apart, but also quite capable of lifting you up straight afterwards as well. So I think uh, that's the, the, the refreshingness of, of Nathan Jones. And, and, and I think if we're going to miss, if we're missing one thing um, currently is that we don't have that uh, on the field, on the pitch itself. I don't think we've got anybody who will absolutely rip somebody apart on the field, um, a, a leader, a captain. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, don't, I think that's probably one of the things that we really need to to see uh, on the pitch. Yeah, Andrews uh, said we'll see how he reacts on Tuesday, one way or another. This is a good point by Alex. Says I think Ash will be disappointed that Harry isn't having to make five or ten saves per game since uh, Nathan Jones has come in. The defense has clearly improved and taken a lot of pressure off the goalkeeper because that that is one debate I've been having in my mind about. Obviously, I, I think we look better organised, we don't give up as many chances now, so how much does that almost protect the goalkeeper, how much is Harry, you know, Harry's made some good saves he made a couple of good saves away at Reading um, you know, so how, how, how much is, is the fact that we do look better defensively overall helping helping Harry and, and you know, since he's had a, a little moment now, again, uh, his reaction to that will be really interesting, right, our, our guest fans in the waiting room will come to Mark shortly, but we've also uh, got an interview to hear just before that. So uh, after yesterday's game, uh, I spoke to Macaulay Gillespie uh, for the first time, our new uh, defender who signed from Plymouth uh, in the January uh, transfer window. This is his views on yesterday's draw up at Northampton. The one all draw here at Northampton. How did you see the game today? Um, I thought we should have really got the three points today. Um, created plenty of chances, and I don't think they had many bar the one that scored. So it's, a, it's a tough one to take, but we'll crack on, we'll go again. Yeah, was the feeling in the dressing room after after being denied the two points? Um, it's always disappointment in it. Um, only feel he should have took the three points, but it is what it is. Football that happens. So, have the group sort of got around Harry after his mistake? Nah, he's a big boy. Any he, he'll crack on. He'll get on with it. Um, and obviously the lads will just encourage him. But he, he knows he's he's experienced enough. He knows. Yeah, well, Nathan said he, he gave him a bit of a rocket in there. Is that is that quite interesting to see? Probably the, the unhappy manager for the first time. Um. H probably knew it was coming. It's probably expected, <laughs> but like I say, he's a big boy. He'll crack on. He's fine with it. Yeah. Obviously, the main frustration will be from the fact that Charlton didn't really look much like conceding a goal today. Yeah, it is frustrating. Um, like I say, H should be disappointed in himself, but like I say, he's a big boy. He'll crack on, and as a defender, obviously, you want to keep clean sheets. And today we didn't manage that, but by the looks that we should have really got the clean sheet. But. Yeah, I mean, as a defensive unit, it feels like you've been heading in the right direction over, over the last few weeks. What has Nathan brought in that's changed that? Um, I think it's just from the front, really. It's, it's the whole team who's out there who's 
defending from the front. I think that helps putting the pressure on. And then when it comes to us, there's a lot of um, pressure on them to deliver. But I think we're doing all right overall as a team defensively. So yeah, I mean a lot of people always talk about sort of defensive organisation. Is that something that Nathan's done a lot of work on on the training ground? Um, yeah, we have to be fair. Um, a lot of sessions um, on the defensive shape and when to press and when not to press. From your, from your own point of view, obviously you come back into the side recently. How are you? How are you feel you've been getting on? Uh, yeah, doing all right. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting there, getting fitter, getting there game time. So that always helps. So yeah, that big that big tackle against Pompey a couple of weeks ago, which, which obviously would have been a big lift for you as well. Yeah, a little confidence boost for us. Yeah, to get us going again. Yeah. Um, how, how do you see uh, Tuesday coming up against Cheltenham? Obviously a big important game for the side. Yeah, it'll be a tough game away from home again, but we've got to back ourselves and uh, hopefully get the three points. And. Uh, Go for another clean sheet as well. I guess will be the, the main target. Yeah, as a ho- hopefully, unit. yeah, hopefully another clean sheet. Yeah, hopefully. There we go. That's uh, Macaulay Gillespie having a, having a brief chat with me uh, yesterday after the game. Um, yeah, so I, I mentioned about defence sort of heading in the right direction. Tell so I, I did some stats last night. So I mean, we're still the fourth worst defence in the division. We can't get away from that. But over the last three or four, I mean, the last three games are. are goals conceded per game has gone down quite quite heavily which is good because over the course of the season we've conceded a goal and a half per game and now we've only conceded two in the last three so obviously that's that's hopefully part of it I mean do you think McCauley has played a part in that himself don't forget obviously he had his own mistake against Derby uh, at the Valley Um, but yeah he had his moment against Portsmouth and how have you rated him since he's come in I think um, that would have been a I think that'd been quite a tough game for him the, the game against Derby having been responsible like Harry was yesterday uh, for for us losing that game uh, against Derby, giving passing it straight to Mendes Lang on one leg. Um, the I think he, he mentioned it there, McCauley, yesterday. It's not just about the, the the defenders of three at the back. I think Edmund Green actually was outstanding yesterday. By the way, I thought uh, it, probably, he probably had his best game for us yesterday. Um, I think it's uh, it, it's the whole side. If you look at the energy that they seem to have uh, have got now, um, I mean, even from Daniel Carno up top and, and Alfie May yesterday up top, um, they closed down defenders to make it difficult for them to just play easy balls out. And we were, I think, we were guilty of allowing teams to to play through us too easily. And so the whole side, I mean, Conor Coventry um, seems to have found another gear. And we know what George Dobson does, and he does it superbly well. Uh, but I think the whole side now doesn't allow the opposition to, to, to rest on the ball easily and pick a pass. And so they're constantly under pressure, which takes the pressure off the, the back three as it, as, it, as it is at the minute, So and the goalkeeper. So I think um, uh, McCauley was right. It's the whole side defensively that seems to have improved, not just not just the, the, the three at the back. Mm, excellent. Well, hopefully we can continue in that vein for the rest of the season. Right, it is time to bring in our guest fan, one I've been uh, looking forward to since yesterday. I was... Uh, on the train up uh, to Northampton uh, with uh, Mark Anderson, who, who joins us now. Hey, dear Mark, you all right? Yeah, all good, all good. Good morning. How good morning. Are yeah, we're all, all really good. Really pleased to have you on, Mark. You've been a, a popular choice amongst uh, those out there in social media land as well. Um, uh, tell us uh, tell us your thoughts on, on yesterday's game. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Frustrating, wasn't it? Is uh, I think we've done all the hard work, placated them. Uh, they didn't look like scoring. We got an early goal. And, uh, yeah, the inevitable happened, you know, the Charlton way. We just give them the goal and then we had 10 minutes to rectify it and it was never going to be enough, was it? But so I think we all left the ground slightly deflated, you know, because they didn't trouble us at all, I didn't think, you know. So that was the overriding view on the train home yesterday, you know. Hi, Mark. It's lovely to see you. Um, 
just just on your like your thoughts since since Nathan's come because I know you go home and away every single game. Like what what are the key uh, differences you've seen since Nathan's come in? Well, I just heard you talking about you know Nathan there uh, rollicking uh, the keeper yesterday, but then sort of apologising afterwards. I, I'm with Terry. I'm a bit old school. I like to see that. I, I think, I think that's what we need—a bit of steel. You know, Bowie used to do it, and uh, maybe you know went a bit too far with some players. You know, hauling them off if they didn't do exactly what he wanted in those first, you know, first minutes coming on. Like, uh, but I, I, I like to see that in a manager. I like to see a bit of fear, and 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 I think. You know, it was valid yesterday. I think you know we did them. We basically watching the interview afterwards. He was he was so disappointed, wasn't he, that we dropped two points here. And uh, I like to see that steel, that bit of Welsh dragon in him. You know, it's it's fantastic. I love it. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm more surprised that Mark that you uh, you remember the train ride home. <laughs> 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 No, there is that. We were trying to get Louis on the drink beforehand, but he wasn't there, <laughs> you know. But uh, ultra, ultra professional. Yeah, of course he is. But uh, it was nice sitting sitting next to Louis yesterday. And uh, as as I get older, my mind sort of my mind's a bit of a fog. He he should have had uh, my son on today, really. <laughs> he, he'll give you all the stats and facts and figures. I'm more of a sort of rounded man these days. I'm looking for more of a team effort, you know. Not, you know, this player's playing well, this player's doing this. I I, I like to see a manager mould a team like Bowyer did. You know, they may not be the greatest players in the world, but mould a team that's hard to beat. And uh, I think Nathan's Nathan's going to do that. And, and you know, there's, there's sort of... You know what we've seen in the in the last few weeks. You know it bodes well. I think you know, I really do. Yeah, and one of the things we've liked to talk about, well, more so near the start of the season, as as the season's unravelled, we've sort of forgot to to relate to it a lot towards the end. But with our guest fans, I like to talk about not just the football, but actually the day out you had. So obviously, I, I bumped into you guys on the train yesterday. Yeah. You was there with your son. You were there with, with Clive. And was it Stuart? You was there with as well. Yeah. There's quite a few of you. Knocking about. I mean, tell us about your experience of your away day and why you enjoy going to to games with all your mates and and, and those people who you travel with. Well, it's life, isn't it? It's life. I mean, it's been a big part of my life for over forty years, and obviously, we're all those old boys I go with, like Stuart, Clive, etc. Uh, they've all got kids now, and those kids, those kids have got the same passion that we once had burning you know i mean we've all we're all still passionate about the club but you can half the time these days you know i'm trying to find a team again that i can fall in love with and uh liam liam sort of pushes me again sometimes i i think oh can i be asked but uh, he's got the that passion that i used to have like uh Clive's boy and uh and stewart's stewart's boy you know they're all they've all got that same desire and, you know, passion about going to the match. And it is, it is a social thing for, for us. It is, you know, you know, we drink more when we're losing, you know, and <laughs> we, we drink a lot when we're winning. So it's, uh, no, that it's, it's, 
it's a it's a major part of you know life for me you know going to the match with the boy it's, it's brilliant you know yeah and it, and it it really is special isn't it yeah excellent and um, just finally then i mean chris says that mark will always give you a round as well which is obviously obviously a good <laughs> thing um just just finally just on, on the football front are, are you confident we can stay up this season i am yeah 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 definitely i think i think this week i think you know all being well i think we'll come out of this week uh with six points i really do i think uh he's he's instilled something different in him and uh and i think they'll uh i think they'll uh they'll gain six points this week. I really do. And I yeah. think, you know, we'll all wonder why we were worried. Uh, I mean, I wish we could fast forward to next season. We've stayed up and, uh, and I've, uh, next season, I think with him at the helm, like Nathan, I think he, he will mold that uh, side into a, into a decent side. I really do. You know? Fingers crossed. That's the way it, it, it turns out. Look, Marcus, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I've been looking forward to this ever since we bumped into you yesterday. And uh, uh, you did. You you didn't disappoint. Bless you. No, thanks for having me. All right. I'm uh, one of my challenges going forward. I think is to uh, travel with Mark and the gang on the train <laughs> to a game and see if I can still commentate after. <laughs> Very important. Well, you know that. Oh, no. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks. There we go. That's Mark Anderson. who's uh, been this week's guest fan. Uh, on uh, on Charlton Live, thanks uh, thanks a lot to Mark for for coming on. All right, we've we've got a few minutes. Obviously, we have to look ahead to this massive game at Cheltenham uh, on Tuesday, Sue. So I put it to Nathan Jones, knowing fully what the answer would be, but just to see how he would answer it. Uh, and it was pretty much a one word answer, actually. But so we're four points ahead of Cheltenham in the relegation zone. So if we go there and draw, we will remain four points ahead of them, and that would not be the end of the world, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Nathan didn't agree with that. <laughs> like he was like, "No, we don't go there aiming for a point." But w- would a point be the end of the world on Tuesday? Not for me. It wouldn't. But it's. I mean, he said, didn't he? As soon as he came in, like it take the couple of games that we had the point, and then. But now, of the expectation is you've got to try and win every game, and he'll he'll instill that in the players. So yeah, hundred percent would take a point, but. As we've seen by um, the result in the week, um, that actually we we are capable of of winning um, winning games, and I I feel like potentially we've got the the ability. I'm going to regret saying this to absolutely batter them on Tuesday night. Um, so I think that would be Nathan's expectation, and and it's mine now. He's raised the bar with the expectation it, through the fan base as well. So, yeah, we probably all would take a point because, yeah, it keeps that gap there. But let's make the gap bigger. Why are we just, like, four points yet? Six points is even better. Mm. I mean, so Cheltenham have only lost one in their last six, Tell. This is a very different Cheltenham side to the one that went something like 11 games without scoring a goal at the start of the season. Um, I mean, it's a remarkable. It's a remarkable one run they started this this campaign with, and to be anywhere near getting out of the drop zone, considering how badly they started, is 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 an incredible achievement by by Daryl Clark. I mean, if you remember when we played Cheltenham at home, we beat them. It, I've never seen such a bad reaction to a win. Like we beat them two one, two penalties, and everyone was thoroughly miserable because there were signs that night of what was to come, which was indeed a, a sixteen game winless run. Um, yeah. So. 
it's not it's not necessarily going to be an easy game I, I i like the mentality of going there thinking we should absolutely batter them and that's what chris says we've got no excuse for not winning comfortably but we've we, we found an excuse to not win comfortably games pretty much all season i think mark mentioned it just now when he was on there's the there's the, the chartonized aspect of this that uh you know we uh we 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 expect that we should batter them and if we but in the back of our minds if uh, if we if we expect to batter them we probably won't uh it's that, that charlton aspect of being a, a football fan um i'd be disappointed with the point if i'm honest yeah I'd, because i think we've shown performances since nathan jones has arrived that that mean we should and can beat children and and beat them comfortably we should and could have beaten Northampton comfortably but we didn't you know so things can happen in football so uh I'll be as disappointed probably as I am now that we didn't beat Northampton if we don't beat Cheltenham having said that um as long as we put that performance in uh, that we have done pretty much since he's arrived if you ignore the Reading one um then uh I'll be happy with the performance if we put the same performance in as we have in the last four games I'll be happy enough with the, with that because that if that continues it will bring points whether it be on on Tuesday night or whenever if we carry on putting those performances in, we'll be okay, and we'll get enough points to to see us uh, see us away from from danger. So, uh, but my gut feeling is that uh, if we put in that performance against a, a side like Cheltenham, then we should win. Mm, yeah, I mean Dudley says a point that Cheltenham's not good enough. We're Cheltenham Athletic. Ask Nathan. Uh, Chris says, look at the budgets between us and them. It's like Man City versus Dagenham. And that, yeah, it's totally obviously. I've been I've been saying that sort of stuff all season. It's remarkable the the level of sides that we're playing and not beating this season. But purely from a the table point of view, there's a four-point gap and I think a draw wouldn't be the end of the world as long as we back it up with a win on Saturday. All Hell Let Loose says, uh, one excuse for not winning comfortably is that I'm going to be there, which is which is obviously the case. Um, uh, unless something goes horribly wrong between between now and then, uh, Sue. Um, in terms of team news, obviously, I mean, Alfie and Freddie seem to be a bit interchangeable uh, at the moment. I mean, yesterday, I think, was the first time in a while that we've seen both Connor Coventry and George Dobson start together. Um, obviously, at the back, we saw Michael Hector come back into the side towards the end of the game. That there's a few again choices that, that Nathan will be making. Is is there any is there anything that that stands out that you'd like to see different uh, on, on Tuesday night, Sue? I think obviously Lloyd's due back now, and he? he's had his two game ban. Um, and then um, that I think we all would hundred percent say we want to see Chucks on the bench. Um, I'm 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 not sure about Dobbo and Coventry together. I don't know. I think I think it worked fairly well yesterday. So I guess yeah, give it another go. See how that see how that goes. Um, but up from it's probably I I think I'd probably go with a similar setup to against uh Derby away uh, away, but just with. Jones coming back in, um, I think it just firms it up a bit at the back. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Not idea, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, uh, when, um, yes, that's right. Andrew says can Anderson and Carney keep playing two games a week? I mean, young young players. Obviously, we're we're putting them through the the ringer a little bit, tell. But so far, they've shown that they can. I guess. Yeah, the uh, uh, the 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 youth uh, uh, that we have and and the energy that they show is is, is refreshing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel Connor back in uh, the starting lineup. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if, uh, with um, with Jones coming back in, Lloyd Jones coming back in, that he, he might he might think about resting uh, Tanae Watson and put um, Edmunds Green on that right hand side uh, instead. 
that's you know he's shown that he, he you know he knows about the intensity of the fixtures. He knows he's got to use the squad, and he might give uh, um, Tene a, a break because he's carrying this uh, this injury. Um, it's difficult to know because uh, you know Nathan, as he as he said, he picks a side that will win the game, and so they'll be they'll be looking at uh, Cheltenham and see what they've got to face and what they've got to be up against, and and he'll pick a side accordingly. Uh, and rest players where he can. I'm obviously I'd like to see Chucks on the bench, but it's not guaranteed. You don't, you don't know for sure. He might think I'll give him another week's rest. It'd be even better. So who knows? You know, I mean. Mm. But I think whatever side he puts out there, and I mentioned it just now, if if they all put the performance in, then we should we should be winning the game. Excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time uh, on uh, this week's uh, Charlton Live as Dawn uh, comes in to tell Terry. Um, see, <laughs> we've. Uh... Uh, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us live uh, on, on the show in, in, in the YouTube chat today and giving all your comments. So don't forget to subscribe to our Charlton Live page uh, on YouTube. Big thanks to everyone who's caught up on the podcast or YouTube afterwards uh, as well. Um, it was great to have Mark on earlier on as our guest fan. So big thanks to Mark Anderson uh, for joining us. Sue and Terry, great to speak to the pair of you as always. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, Luke. Me too. Cheers, both. So don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday where we'll be looking back at the game at Cheltenham and then ahead to Saturday's home game with Carlisle uh, at the Valley. So look forward to speaking to you then. But I'm Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the uh, British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We shall see you again on Thursday. (laughs) 